awesome podcast. Toot toot. Folks, we got a huge announcement tonight. We're getting a toy line. We're getting a toy line, everybody. We have been in talks with one of the major toy distributors in the world. Vanity Scams International. And we're finally going to bring the Big Howlin' Possum extended universe into the toy bins and bathtubs and broken old Castle Grayskull playsets of your homes. That's right. Finally, all of your favorite Big Howlin' Possum characters. Like Trashy. The Duchess of Arby. Big Towel. Tiny Sheriff. Ted Bagless. Doug. All rendered in semi-toxic non-biodegradable polyplastics with colorful outfits, accessories, and stat cards. Plus, every single one of them is weirdly muscular. Now, this is huge, and it's worth every penny we had to front the toy company so that they could pay a transfer fee to move some of their money to pay their uncle or whatever who's going to start up the conveyors at the factory. Now, I watched a YouTube, Mr. Possum, on becoming a big toy mogul like uh, George Lucas or the He-Man people, and they said the secret is to have an overwhelming number of characters so that no child is ever satisfied. Thus, there are too many characters in our toy line to even list them all. But tonight, we are going to tell you our favorite ones. So tonight on the show, we got top 10 new high-quality Big Howlin' Possum action figures. Coming your way. That's right. We'll be back in a moment with a couple of the best ones. Yeah, the first toy from our new toy line that I want to talk about tonight is none other than the Big Howl action figure. Look at this thing, Mr. Possum. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah, look at him. Now, eventually there will be a Big Howl werewolf uh, action figure and a Big Howl beach detective version of me. But for now, we just have the classic man in black. The cool Big Howl everyone knows uh, and everyone recognizes immediately as one of the few guys who wears all black. So it's me in my classic Western wear. I've got a little removable cowboy hat. The sunglasses on here are not removable because uh, <laughs> you'd lose those right away, you know? Oh, well, sure, yeah. And uh, I don't want this toy sitting around in a bunch of people's closets with no sunglasses on. That's a nightmare scenario for me. Right. It mostly looks like you. I mean, the head looks like you, but... Yeah. It looks a little too muscly. You're not that muscly. Look, Mr. Possum, all I'll say is I sent them a regular pick... And this is the figure that I got back. So this must, maybe this is just when people look at me, this is how muscular they think I am, you know? I guess so. But check this out, Mr. Possum. If you press this button on the back, I say one of my three iconic phrases. Who boy, toot toot, or dang, my allergies are killing me today. See, I really want to bring attention to one of the big issues facing the world these days, which is my allergies. And I figured that would be a good opportunity to do that. 
That's all pretty good. I like that it talks. Do you, you got any little extras? You got any little accessories for your toy? Oh, I'm glad you asked. This figure has some great accessories, Mr. Possum. There's my signature pool cue, which uh, can turn into nunchucks when you snap it in half like this. See? Oh, cool. I really wish I had a pool cue that turned into nunchucks in real life. That would be, that would be pretty sick. Then, uh, then he's got my signature pocket rag for when my hands get all clammy on an adventure. You know, if I got to climb a, uh, a you know, skull-shaped rock face or something. Oh, yeah. And finally, the greatest toy feature of all time. The Big Howl action figure comes with a walkie-talkie that has Burt Reynolds on the other end of it. What? Your Big Howl action figure can chat with Burt Reynolds anytime he would like because he is on an adventure right now with the Burt Reynolds. Come on, Big Al. How do you know he's talking to Burt Reynolds? It's just a little toy walkie-talkie. This is just crazy make-em-ups. The voice on the other end of the walkie-talkie, when you hit the button on it, says things that sound like lines from Burt's many iconic roles. But it's important to mention for legal reasons, they are not actually lines from Burt's many iconic roles. They are, they are sort of sound-alike lines. But it's Burt Reynolds. Oh, my God. This toy is actually pretty accurate to what your real life is because you're just talking into a walkie-talkie and you're doing both voices because, be honest, you're doing Burt's voice and you're just pretending to talk to him. This is actually a pretty good kind of big hell immersive experience when you buy this toy. Well, thank you, Mr. Possum. I believe so as well. Mr. Possum, I think I recognize the little guy you're holding there right now. Yeah, I guess the one I'm holding is me. Yep. Don't look like me. It's kind of ugly. Well, <laughs> come on. Come on, Mr. Possum. I'm just kidding. I know I'm nasty. Yeah, it looks like me. Big Hall, I gotta say, all the other characters are real muscly. Yeah. But mine's pretty dumpy. Yeah. You can tell that they really made mine last. You know, it's just a furry bag. The body is a furry bag. Filled with what feels like, kind of like what you would put in a stress ball. Yeah. Just squishy. It's full of squish. Yeah, it's very squishy. I th well, I also think that they only have so many shapes they can make over there in the in the toy factories, you know? Mm -hmm. They got the muscle man with the movable arms. And then when they whenever they get too far away from just a regular muscly man, eventually they have to start making just sort of a blob figure or an animal figure. I think they must have used like a rat mold for you or something. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you were very sure to specify, I want to be the muscly one and not the blobby shape. I guess I should have been more specific. And what's upsetting about it is that when you squeeze the belly of the possum toy, my eyes bulge out. Yeah. Now, I only feel like this is going to train kids to try to squeeze me as hard as they can when they see me in real life to try to see if my eyes bulge out in a similar fashion. Well, they do. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the kids out there, having rescued Mr. Possum from uh, large tropical snakes several times, I will say his eyes do, in fact, pop out when he is uh, squeezed. And it also kind of makes a satisfying squeal. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like 
this toy is like a training module for abusing me, and I don't really like that. Uh-huh. But there's some other good features in it that I like. I do like the, the, the catchphrases they've given me. It's kind of a bad impression of me. Don't They should have asked me to do my own voice. It says stuff like, no, which I think, you know, kids should hear more often. No. And then there's the classic, uh, toot toot. Mine says that too. Sorry, we both say it. Oh, I, I think that's perfect. My dream scenario is that a kid in their basement will be just holding the Big Howl toy in one hand and the possum toy in the other, and they're just saying toot toot back and forth to each other. I mean, that's perfect, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to wait for it to line up that way because sometimes you'll say toot toot and I'll go, no, you know? Right. You can't really choose. I guess it's random. Can you choose yours? No, mine are random as well. I do think that your toy is helping to introduce children to the idea of a person who doesn't want to do anything. Right. Which is an important lesson to learn. Yeah. They're like, hey, let's go go out to the sandbox. I'm like, no, toot toot. (laughs) Right. The last feature I'd like to discuss, and this one they absolutely nailed, is my mouth. Yeah. Buddy, it is beyond dry. It is actively sticky. If you touch this thing, you're gonna it's gonna stick to the skin on your finger. It's like they put some kind of adhesive in there. Or maybe they didn't finish this one. Yeah. But I do want to make a note that that's perfect, and that then you should make them all like that on purpose. Right. Because that's going to give you a realistic possum experience. It's going to have lint in there. It's going to have floor dirt. It's going to have grime. And that's how my mouth is. The next action figure is my best friend in the Big Howl and Possum universe, the Funk Chrysler. Hey. What? Best friend? What's that? What? I thought I was your best friend. What do you mean, Funk Chrysler? Oh, well, you don't let me ride you around, Mr. Possum. And Funk Chrysler does. So that takes him one notch up the up the list of my friends. Hmm. Okay. What's so good about him? Look at how sick this toy is, Mr. Possum. It is a shape-shifting toy, and boy, I wish I could say Transformer, but uh, somebody beat us to that. But uh, this is a transforming toy. Uh, He's a Chrysler 300 hardtop when you got to get to a party, but then when you need a wingman at that party, he changes into a robot that is also a funk band. Whoa, that is cool. Hooey, look at that. His right arm is a guitar. His left arm is a saxophone. His one leg is a funky slap bass, and the other is a guy playing a synthesizer. His head's a tambourine, of course, and his mustache is a little guiro that you can actually play. Oh, can I play it for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Ooh, okay, now this is tight. Now, for accessories, he, of course, has a drum kit because it's funk and you need a kit. 
Listen to what happens when you sit him on the little drum kit throne, Mr. Possum. Oh, oh, he has an army of rats, Mr. Possum. He has an army of rats that set up his drum kit wherever he goes. Funk Chrysler can control rats with his robot brain. Ew, that's bad funky. And the trunk of the Chrysler is full of hungry rats at all times. So you do not want to forget that if you say, offer a ride home to a cute lady at the party who biked there, you know, and needs to stash her bike somewhere. Wow, that's pretty gross, I gotta say. I mean, you got a trunk full of rats. You'd be surprised how often an army of rats comes in handy, Mr. Possum. And they're just like rat roadies? They're roadie rats? Yeah. That's crazy. I guess we could call them the roadie rats. Maybe we should have a roadie rat playset. You can buy, like, the trunk of the Funk Chrysler itself, and you open it up, and there's a, bu- there's a little roadie rat playset inside there. Mm-hmm. And there's, of course, a bunch of, like, gnawed-up bike parts. Stuff like that in there. Yeah. And they give each other smoke breaks. They don't all go on smoke breaks at one time. They're really like a good team about it. Right. You know, they're they're hard workers, and one of them's always smoking. But that's fine. You got plenty of them. Mr. Possum, what's this? I got me a Wild West playset. And what is this for, you might say? Oh, just the exciting world of Honcho, the centaur cowboy. Ooh, Honcho. That's right. His body. It's a horse, but the torso and the head parts are a guy, and he's a cowboy, and he comes with his entire rogues gallery. All these villains, these interesting villains. You want to see what they look like? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm dying too, Mr. Possum. All right, it's better than He-Man, so just let me build this up for you. Here, look at him. Here's Dr. Jiggers. Dr. Jiggers, big hell, he's the town horse doctor. Yeah. He's got a got an apron on. He's got a beard. You can tell he's a little more rich than the other guys because he's got a waxed mustache. Now, he hates Honcho because Honcho confuses him with his centaur body. And he makes him feel like a fool. Right. He's like, I don't know how centaurs work. And then Honcho's like, what? You're a doctor. You're a horse doctor. You know, but he's like, well, you had a loose tooth. How do I treat it? You know, there's all sorts of crazy stories that you can make with them. Then I got Mel. He's the town general store owner. He's bald. Look at him. It comes with this little grease that you can shine the top of his head. Make it shine more. (laughs) Yeah. Kids love shining the top of a bald toy's head. He also hates Honcho. Okay. He's got a general store, Big Al. It's full of oats. But he won't sell nothing to Honcho, even though that's what he likes to eat. Uh huh. He's got a human mouth, but he's got a, a horse belly, and he likes oats. Okay. Now, is there more of a physical threat to Honcho somewhere in this old west town? You know, is there like a like a snake person or something that uh, attacks him? So far, it all sounds a bit like a like just sort of a melodrama or a soap opera that you're that you're making these kids play out in this pretty cool western village. Well, I mean. That's how it is for Honcho. He's really a serious character. In fact, he's got a little sensor built into him. If he, if he senses that a child is laughing, he, like, gallops away, and you have to go chase him. He don't like you to make fun of him. He likes serious dramas. Wow. He hates the sound of laughter. This toy runs away from the sound of laughter. 
Yeah. That's incredible. Now, I got one more. He ain't, he ain't like a snake guy, but his name's Rodeo Ricky. He's just a regular, insecure rodeo cowboy. Uh-huh. Who feels threatened by Honcho because Honcho's already kind of a rodeo cowboy. Like, he is riding a horse. You know what I mean? Because it's part of him. I would think the two of them could team up and they could become, you know, like a, a pretty incredible rodeo dynamic duo, you know? Yeah, but as long as there's nothing funny going on, there can't be any funny entertainment at the rodeo because Honcho will get spooked and run off. Well, I mean, you, you just make it very serious. You have you have the two of them like do battle, almost like a like a bullfight of sorts, you know. Mm. But it's the rodeo guy trying to rope up Honcho, you know, a battle of both brawn and brains out there in the uh, out there in the dusty ring. Mm, that could be good. I think it would be very exciting. I think it would be much more exciting than a trip to the general store, uh, <laughs> returning empty-handed. Because he won't, because Mel won't sell you some oats. Yeah. Continue down the line here and describe our new Big Al and Bustom action figures. Who you got there, Big Hal? Next up is another core member of the Big Hal action figure gang. We got the Dog Man. Dog Man, that sounds cool. I'm into that. He is cool. He's a Chicago-style hot dog with legs and super muscular arms. Mm. Like the Big Hal toy, he's got a removable cowboy hat and non-removable sunglasses. As you can see, he's dressed in the finest Chicago dog fixins like tomato slices, neon green relish, mustard, onions, sport peppers, an entire pickle wedge. He even smells a little bit like Chicago dog, though I think that might just be psychological. I think that it's just an overwhelming uh, visual feast sure. that uh, translates to looking like it smells like something. Hmm. Not to pick at it, but you can barely see the dog under there, Big Al. It's more fixin' than dog. It's funny you say that, Mr. Possum. That's what it says right there on the very box. He's more fixin' than dog. His backstory is very similar to Darth Vader from Star Wars in that he, uh, he lost his dogmanity in all the fixin'-related enhancements made to his body. And someday, Dogman will turn evil and go on a rampage. And that's sort of a dark, cool, mysterious quality of this action figure who is a hot dog with muscular arms. Cool. Oh. So then, like, when he turns good at the end, if he does, he just, he's like, remove my fixings so I can look at you with my own eyes. And then he's just this, like, little tiny hot dog man. Yeah, after he kills his boss, uh, who isn't actually dead, and so kind of turns out none of what he did matters, ultimately. Yeah. You know, sure. that old story. Does he have any accessories other than the fixings? Oh, yeah. We got some removable flip-flops, see? Mm, cool. He has a flashlight. What's he need that for? In case it gets dark, Mr. Possum. Oh, okay. And then he's also got a wheeled wagon that he keeps extra fixins in uh, for when they fall off. You know, those tomato slices, uh, 
I'm sorry, but it's hard to keep those things on there. Oh, man, I bet he has to kind of lean back with his posture while he walks so that the fixings don't slide off. Oh, yeah. But that makes him just look cooler, I think. Yeah, for sure. Walk like a king. I think that's like a good posture uh, note for people. If you're, tra- if you're telling people how to walk with style and seem very confident, walk as though you are a Chicago dog in flip-flops and you are trying to keep your fixings from falling onto the ground. Yeah, that'll make you walk real proud. That's perfect. What do you got, Mr. Possum? I'm very excited about this line of toys. They're called Lick Chop Buddies. Lick Chop Buddies. Yeah. They're like a combination between strawberry shortcake and fun dip. Okay. So they already kind of smell like food, like strawberry shortcake did. And then they're also very sticky so that you can put seasoning on them and lick them. Uh Uh-huh. But they have their own personalities. You got Zesty. He's a chunky shoe salesman. See him holding that little box? It's got shoes in there, Big Al. Oh, wow. But he's sticky, and he comes with a little packet of seasoning you can dump on him. And then you can just lick him off, and then you can be like, I got some size nines. I couldn't find any tens back there. Is this work for you? (laughs) Then you got Spicy Frank. He only comes with very spicy sauce. He's a mailman. Uh Uh-huh. He's got mail on his hand, see? This is very weird, Mr. Possum, but I do buy that a child would love to spread a little powder on a toy postman and lick it off. That does sound like something a child would love to do. Well, sure. Everybody's parents are always saying, don't put that toy in your mouth. But this one's like, come on, put that toy in your mouth. It's zesty. We're going over our Big Al and Possum toy line. Who you got there, Big Al? Next up, we got my arch nemesis, Mr. Possum, who is based on the lady who keeps trying to get my billiard hall shut down because someone keeps parking their Chrysler 300 hardtop in front of her driveway. This is Lady Sinister. Mm. Lady Sinister is the name of this toy. Uh, Remember that. It's very important. You got to drive home the names of these toys, Mr. Possum. That's a big part of it. You got to say it as much as possible. Lady Sinister. It's the name of the toy, and she's extremely crafty, but also physically very dangerous. I wanted to have the coolest nemesis in the whole toy kingdom, so I combined all the best features of all the coolest animals. She's got eight dexterous spider limbs outfitted at the end with a cheetah's super fast foot. Whoa. She's got a scorpion's tail. Instead of hands, she's got crab claws. Her exposed ribs are coated with an impenetrable smoky rub. She's got the shoulder-mounted weapon arsenal that Johnny Five has in the short circuit movies. And attached to her head at all times are two telephones that are constantly calling in noise and nuisance complaints. So you can't even mess with her because she's already on the horn with the law. Buddy, you don't stand a chance. Your little guy's just got sunglasses and a hat. Right. But that sense of danger, that is what is going to sell these toys. We're under constant threat of being fined or being chopped up with her big crab claws. Very cool. Very cool. I like that she's got cat feet. That's awesome. Yeah. And does she have like a play set, like a, like a home, 
Oh, no. As for accessories, she comes with a podium for attending town hall meetings to complain about street parking and uh, noise and that kind of stuff. And then she's got a very nice Hartman three-piece luggage set for when she goes on vacation, which I hope is very, very soon. It'd be so nice if she would just go on a log, like, three-week vacation. That's what Big Hal wants more than anything in the world. I love it. Lady Sinister. Lady Sinister. Mr. Possum, what is that there? Well, this was a little bit of a tricky character to make into an action figure. So instead of an action figure, I made the classic Big Hal and Possum character, Hogum, into a hog hand puppet. It's a hog puppet. It's got a hungry little mouth with real hog teeth. Now, lots of kids will fool around with little rubbery hand puppets, and I thought they'll kind of make them go face first into their sister's spaghetti plate and go, yum, 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 I'm eating all your spaghetti. And everybody has a laugh, and you're like, at the end of it, you just got a a hand puppet with a messy mouth. Right. But this is genius, because Hoggum has a stomach. It's a secret compartment where food goes, like real stomachs. Uh Uh-huh. So you can scarf up this spaghetti... And then it's gone, and everybody's going to laugh at that, because you're like, oh, Hoggum's stuffed. And you're like, he sure is. That joke's over. I'll see y'all later. Right. And then you take him back to your room, empty out the stomach, and have some spaghetti. Wow. That is incredible. What a scheme. Oh, yeah. It's a tool to steal food. Yeah. In case I wasn't being very clear with that. No, that's that's great. And I imagine you could probably, you know, like, say, walk into a diner. And just uh, just sort of entertain people for a minute, but then walk out of there with a sampler platter of what the best things at that diner are. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, oh, here comes that kid with that funny hand puppet who mimes that he's eating your food. And then you walk out of there and you got some eggs, you got some hash browns, you got some pancakes. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. And the, the stomach is kind of made out of a whoopee cushion material, so you're going to want to keep that clean. It's not good to keep meat in there. So, you know, just hose out his belly and his mouth and clean his real hog teeth. Again, real teeth. Uh, that's for chewing the food a bit. You can get more in your belly that way. It's, it's a hack. I use it myself. Now, where are we getting our real teeth from for this uh toy this, that seems that seems complicated and maybe like it might upset our profit margin a little bit if we're constantly having to find new sources of teeth i just found them hog teeth are everywhere big al don't, don't, don't overthink it we'll put that on the box hog teeth are everywhere don't overthink it we're, we'll say real hog teeth in big letters and then we'll and then underneath that we'll say by the way please do not worry your little head about where we got all these hog teeth and it'll also have a diagram of how to use the puppet. Uh, let me ask, what is the capacity of the stomach? I'd say about like two big burgers. Oh, wow. That's big. Yeah. That's quite a bit of stuff. So if you mimed that uh, Hoggums was, uh, you know, it, it, oh, oh, look over there, the soda fountain. And he runs over to the soda fountain and he just puts his, uh, puts his little sort of gremlin head underneath it. You could fill that bad boy up. And you, I mean, hell, you head to the head to the amusement park. You got a day's worth of soda there in your bag. Exactly. Nobody's going to check your puppet. Oh, is your puppet full of water? No. Hey, I'm head of security for the amusement park. Uh, that kid over there's got a puppet. I wonder if it's full of soda. Uh, you sound crazy. This guy sounds crazy. Exactly. We're going to make fools out of him. All right. This is great. I love this toy, Mr. Prosper. You'd be crazy to not purchase this thing for your uh, nephew or niece. Coming soon, Hoggums. 
Big Hal, what's the last one you're going to talk about tonight? My last action figure in the Big Hal and Possum line. This is another member of my crew, and this one is so cool. Look at this toy. This is Fandy. Fandy. You see, Fandy is, by all appearances, simply a standing, oscillating room fan. Mm. But he's actually a powerful, sentient being from another dimension that can access all of the world's computers via the internet. And uh, he can uh, read minds, and also he can tell the future and communicate telepathically. And he's the smartest uh, creature that ever lived, Mr. Possum. is a super smart uh, entity mm. that looks like a common house fan. But he's a fan, right? I mean, can I ask you a question, a creative question? Did you have a fan in your room when you were coming up with ideas for your toys? Oh, yeah, of course. I have to have a fan on in my room whenever I'm thinking or else I get uh, distracted by all the other fellas my age outside who are playing sports and riding their bikes around and stuff. You're out of ideas. I mean, let's just say it. And just admit it. It's a fan. Now, Mr. Possum, I understand your skepticism here. But what if, let's do a little focus grouping here. What if I put this little cape on Fandy? Ooh, Fandy's got a cape. That's awesome. Yes, I like Fandy now. And, uh, Mr. Possum, it's time for your final toy of our Big Howard Possum toy line. What is it? Oh, these are so tight. I think I may have saved the best for last. I hope so. They're called Battle Biscuits. These are going to be branded as Possum's Battle Biscuits, right? You're going to have your... Yeah. I, I assume you're going to want to have your face sort of prominently on the on the box, unless you feel like that's going to scare children off. Well, you know, I'll put it somewhere. I guess the marketing people will tell me where to put my face. Right. But Battle Biscuits are like little, little guys that you can kind of... They're like little robot fellers with weapons and stuff. But the coolest thing is that they you can transform them into a little ball, but it's not a ball, it's a little dry-looking biscuit. You got villains, like Sergeant Sawmill. Guess what? He's got a plastic exoskeleton that's filled with deadly wet gravy. And all he wants to do is make them biscuits soggy so he can take over the world. What do you think of that? All right. I got a few questions for you, Mr. Possum. Uh, let's run through some of these. Uh, are they real biscuits? Nope. They're fake biscuits. They're fake biscuits. So the gravy is not real gravy. The toys do not decay and become wet with the their opponent's gravy. You're not pitching that children play on the floor in their basement with actual biscuits and gravy. No, you can't really crack open Sergeant Sawmill's skeleton, so you, it's, it kind of looks like gravy, but you best not eat it because it's some kind of weird factory gravy. It's not edible. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's in the long line of uh, toy-related goos that have come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to want to keep him real safe and don't play too rough with him because if that stuff gets out, we don't know it's in there, you know? Right. Podcast. Toot toot.